Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we explore this year's Winter Wonderland event, FlexQ issues, and more news about Overwatch 2. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We did take a week off last week, so hope you all have enjoyed your holiday seasons. Happy Hanukkah, happy or not happy Christmas, isn't the UK. Uh, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy t- uh, holidays to all of you who don't maybe celebrate those holidays in particular. Um, happy upcoming New Year to everybody. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be our last episode for 2020. Um, so, yeah, how, how has your uh, end of 2020 festivities and celebrations been, Kevin? Uh It's been pretty good uh, for the most part. I've been uh, enjoying the gifts. I've got a lot of manga to read and sit down and break down. I got a lot of manga drawing books, so I'm actually starting to learn how to draw. Um, It's one of the things that I've I've wanted to do for a long time, but a lot of people just said, like, you know, just stick to pointing your camera at things instead of drawing. Uh, So I never really, like, picked it up. Um, but quarantine is the best time to do stuff. So uh, we might as well pick up those start and uh, start up on scripts and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I helped a friend move into their new apartment. Uh, that's always fun. Moving heavy stuff to Define elevators. Fun. Define uh, fun in this instance. Um, the, the fun part is where uh, there, there's a downhill slope um, where you have... You, you can put somebody in a cart and just throw them down the <laughs> hill and they can't stop. <laughs> and that's the best part. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Exactly. Uh, how about you? How, how's your uh, Winter Wonderland event going? Um, I haven't really been playing it. I forgot to get the Junkrat. I was like two wins away from the Junkrat skin and then I just forgot because I was playing Cyberpunk. And then the Ana skin came and I didn't like that one and a week just went by and now that it's the roadhog one i have to play because i do really want the skin um also uh zomnix took a week off last week so like i didn't have those extra wins i could just get through playing in practice but i need to i need to get this roadhog skin because it is fantastic and i really want it so i have to i have to play uh christmas was quiet for us though just because quarantine it was just uh me and my family and we just did gifts although i ordered something from teespring and i I ordered two things from teespring one of them came on time and i gave it to my sister and then my brother's gift that i ordered i ordered his before my sister's and it still isn't here um ups says oh we sent it to the usps and then usps is they never gave it to us so they're just pointing fingers back and forth and my package is lost so i contacted teespring and they're like oh yeah we'll send you uh, another one as a one-time courtesy and it's like wait a minute what do you mean one-time courtesy i paid you for a package and i didn't get it how is this a one-time courtesy if i don't get so if this happens in the future am i just like oh crap i just gotta buy another 
sweatshirt or whatever. How, how does yeah. that work? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, that, that that shouldn't be a courtesy thing. That's just like you know customer service, right? Is it just you know send another one? Yeah, I mean it. T- I cost you probably what like five bucks, if anything, for to like print and get the material, and then like what another maybe three bucks for the shipping if you're going like just cheap shipping. I don't know. Yeah. It's not that big of a hit. Like you yeah. can afford to do that. Yeah. And then like you don't lose a you don't make me wonder if I should ever use your, your service again. Also, I played Beat Saber for the first time in a very long time because hey. um my brother's girlfriend is coming came over to visit for uh his birthday and so she brought her VR and she's also downloading <laughs> Skyrim VR right now. Oh, so go. um but uh I was I haven't I played VR uh, not VR I played Beat Saber like once as a trial at like a store a long time ago. Yeah. So that was that was my my experience with Beat Saber. I did not I was not prepared to actually do it like full on just go head into it and actually yeah. get invested in this. Um it it very much is a workout. My thighs were burning because of all the squatting you have to do. Yeah, people don't take that into consideration when they're playing Beat Saber. Like I I got my quest 2 pretty recently and I've only been playing Beat Saber uh, for the most part. Um and my mom is like you're doing these notes too quickly and she gave me wrist weights. So <laughs> <laughs> I have 2 pound wrist weights that I'm trying to play Beat Saber with now. So it's going to be really interesting. You're going to be like Rock like, Lee, except with your hands. Yeah, I'm going to drop the weights at like... At a Beat Saber combo. At a Beat Saber combo, yeah. It's going to quake the earth, and then I'm just going to hit, <laughs> you know, eight notes per second or something like that. Just give up now. Just <laughs> yeah. give up now, everybody else. He's got you. Yeah, it, and the squat things, a lot of people don't... A lot of people forget that walls exist in that game, so you got to, like, duck. I don't duck low enough. I either duck too low, whereas it's like... I'm I'm not able to get up in time because it's just like super squat or I don't duck low enough. So it's like, Oh, I just got hit in the head with like a force field. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's either way. It's just, it's fun when you have like the custom songs and you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd, I've been trying to keep up on that as much as I can. And yeah, it's fun. It's definitely fun. Speaking of, of weird consoles, um, I don't know anything about PCs and stats, but Kevin, please tell me, what does this new KFC console look like? Oh, it's delicious. Stats-wise. So um, all of you who don't, before, before we break into this, before you don't, if you don't know, if you haven't been paying attention, um, apparently a while ago, KFC teased that they were making a, a console that um, it, it warms your chicken while you can play your games um and everyone's like oh this must be a joke but then no kfc is like no we're releasing it here here is our kf console so kevin give us the breakdown on this this is i i thought at first like there's no way this is legit right like there is no way they're making you know this this bulky console that that could actually you know run games and stuff and then i saw like cool master like actually get behind it and i'm like oh uh oh okay that's a real company like that's a a real gaming company right there and so 
the second that I saw it, I was like, this is just a glorified bucket of chicken. Like this is <laughs> this is cool. Um and I was like, it's it's smart too, because it like it the heat sink goes up, right? And it just heats up your chicken instead. But the second that like I, I took it as you know, a hundred percent a joke. I'm like, there's no way there. I think we all did. Like, yeah, this is this is fine. This is just BS. But like, you know, chicken steamer, really? Like, you're gonna you're gonna have that in there. And then they release the specs, and they're like, oh yeah, it's gonna have like, you know, the the highest generation of graphics card. It's gonna be able to process things. And I'm like, where do you? the The main question is like, where do you get your like games? Like, where do you where do you put them? Like, you know, like, uh-huh. uh, do you? Is it just DLC only? Is it is it that you have to, you know, order a bucket of KFC in order to get a game or like it's what's... VR ready? It's VR ready. I'm fine with that. Like it, it was just so funny when I saw it. Um, oh my god, the caption, get on your feet and enjoy the world of virtual reality with while the smell of fresh chicken captures your senses. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's too good. Mm, my god. You're going to have like you're going to be eating chicken fingers with like chicken fingers and playing your games and oh god just chicken all over your your controller and your mouse and keyboard and just chicken everywhere yeah i was uh i, I want to see if this actually comes out i'm really tempted to just like figure it out and just be like okay like i know the kfc console is for kfc but what other foods can i just leave in there for a bit and I feel like the one thing that, like, the biggest issue, if this actually comes out, is, like, if you forget that there's food in there, <laughs> right? And you're just like, oh, it smells like fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> something, something's wrong here. Um, yeah, that, that could be an issue. Like, would the chicken oil just ever get inside, like, your, your graphics card or whatever? I mean, if, as long as the tray is good, like, I don't think it should but at the same time this is just like it's just super meme like if it, it does is. come out i want it like, so bad though I, yeah i would want it i would buy this just to have like you know a kfc console see uh, pizza hut comes out with a weighted blanket kfc just one ups them here take a pc yeah exactly like i want i just want to know how well it performs and also like if you think about this if you use the KFC console as like a part of technically like a heating process, like you use it as like a microwave or something, right? Um, you can have technically a cooking stream and a gaming stream at the same oh time. Oh my god! Which is something that I would definitely do. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> but I think it would it would be a very interesting idea. Is KF? They have a logo that says KFC Gaming on the uh, the website for this, but like. Is this actually going to be a thing now, KFC Gaming? Because I am 100% aboard it. Yeah, uh, KFC Gaming's been around for quite a bit. Oh, like, really? Just as, a, as a concept, they've been around for for a while. Um, did not know that. Yeah, they, they were just like, oh, yeah, we're just releasing the game. You remember when Colonel Sanders had his dating sim? No, but I remember the, the Lifetime movie that they did with him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so there was a Colonel Sanders dating sim. It's free on on Steam if you guys actually want to try it, where you can date the Colonel. Oh, um, it, you get it's finger it, licking good. It, it was. It was pretty <laughs> pretty steamy. Uh, but it was uh, 
it was an interesting thing and they pushed it really hard and i was like okay kfc this has got to be a joke and then i downloaded it and i'm like okay it's actually a good dating sim uh <laughs> and then <laughs> i was like there, there's no way they just kind of like sponsor games here and there they kind of just promote things and then i was like okay the console is now out we have to like see if this is legit when they if when and if it, it hacked it actually happens so is, is now the uh the the stereotype of gamers gonna shift away from doritos and into chicken fingers and oh, oh i and hope so fried chicken i i honestly hope so smelling like, like mountain dew and fried chicken in there it, it's it, i mean if it works if it, if it <laughs> smells good i mean i'm not gonna complain how much do you think this is gonna cost uh the processor I, I don't is see huge anything on about price on this thing yeah if it's legit it's gonna come out to maybe like I can see this sitting at like maybe a four hundred or five hundred dollar price range, depending on how much really they oh. actually put into it. Like it's really not that big of an like a power thing. I think it's just like however much power and like uh, graphics cards. Those are the main things that are gonna. If that's gonna be how much it issue. costs. I might just tick one of these up. Just I was expecting at least like a thousand. Yeah. Well, I, we'll again, see. I know nothing about PC. Like, it's not that bad of like, in terms of specs. And by the time that this comes out, like the next gen of cards might be out too. Mm-hmm. So it might be, it might be interesting just to have it in the house. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if anybody is actually like hardcore going to be gaming on it. Now, does that four hundred, five hundred dollar price include both the chicken warming? components and feature plus the branding like just i guess i'm gonna call it a branding tax on it no i guess so yeah that that, that seems about correct i mean ah. i the only thing left is to like get the chicken in the console you know mm-hmm. uh because i mean like the i think the how much was the pizza hut blanket because that was a lot more expensive than I thought it was going to be, and it like sold out in a day. It was like a 15 pound pizza looking blanket from KFC, not from KFC. Oh, it was $150 for a blanket. Oh, that's pretty big. And it, but it was limited edition too. Is, do you think this is going to be a limited edition thing or is it actually going to be like, we're going to take over the gaming market because we can. I think, I think it would be a limited release. If they're uh-huh. going to do it that way, then yeah, it's going to skyrocket in price. Like, mm-hmm. But it just depends on if they uh, if they actually want to go for it. This is revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for the uh, console. You know, the the official console wars of the fast food chains. Uh, who, who's coming out next? Like, who's stepping up to the plate? Hmm. Hmm. Because I mean, I think be, McDonald's you know, and KFC are like two of the most dominant uh, fast food chains in the world. So. I, I could yeah. easily see it be one of those two. I could also just see, like, if this just becomes another, uh, you know, fried chicken war thing and, like, Popeye's comes out and, like, churches just make something, like, and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind, like... <laughs> I haven't had churches in so long. They were my they had They, they had were... the whole argument over, uh, you know, the fried chicken sandwich, who has the best uh-huh. Chick-fil-A, like... We just need all of those guys to become a player, you know? 
Just let him duke it out. All right, so let's move into uh, Overwatch things before I get even hungrier. Um, so first thing on our list is that, as predicted, FlexQ is causing some issues within the Overwatch servers. Um, kind of like how we predicted, like putting that that option for FlexQ just so people could accrue their priority passes. Um, it's putting a lot of players into roles that they don't normally play. So that's definitely affecting how a lot of people's games are going. Like people have noticed a, uh, a very apparent drop in quality of people who's are on their team because they're not playing what they normally do because they want to get those flex passes so they could do whatever their roles are. Um, and another unintended consequence, which I, I, didn't really consider this but now it seems kind of obvious um if everybody is trying to use their flex passes at the same time then it's like nobody has a flex pass it makes no difference like i've seen images where the normal queue time is like what 20 minutes and then the flex queue time is also 20 minutes yeah it's causing a lot of issues just also with um like if you flex pass with people who aren't flex passing it it creates kind of like this weird like i wouldn't say hybrid it's just like it doesn't sit well um it's just it's weird so either everybody has to use a flex pass in order to queue together and know that they're going to do it or um or wait on it which you know especially for higher elo players or for you know players in the higher rankings it is going to take them just the same amount if not you know slightly longer than it would without it so we don't really know how how bad this is going to be um we know how bad it is already we just don't know how overwatch is planning on mm-hmm. um like expediting it like i don't know if there's going to be like a flex queue where just like players are just going to be thrown into like this higher queue um yeah like a whole different like matchmaking process or if it's like you have to use it only with your friends like if you're going to use it like everybody in the in the party has to use one so we'll see i mean i haven't really experienced any of this because this is really only affecting the uh the dps from what i've seen mostly like as a tank and as sometimes playing support like i haven't had any issues personally it's it's one of those things where the higher higher players are definitely feeling this a lot more than you know the the lower levels mm-hmm. but um yeah i understand how this can be an issue and it does make it harder for or like just queue times in generals are like the same it doesn't there's no reason to use a flex pass if you're just going to wait the same amount of time anyways right have you used them at all yet i have not really used mine um like play of a team so yeah we use them so <laughs> fun story on uh monday night i got back and i was like oh wait i gotta get the honest skin i forgot about that <laughs> and uh v and his girlfriend kumo um or his, his wife now kumo um we ended up playing from i think it was midnight to like four in the morning and peak we just hours. yeah peak gaming hours and we got the nine wins for for the skin but um we 
like v was using the flex pass and on occasion like usually our queue times are relatively short we get like a maybe like a four and a half minute queue like he used the flex pass and we were in there for like eight minutes and we're like uh oh what does this mean and oh, he's no. like okay i'm gonna take i'm gonna take out the flex pass thing so he took it off and then we queued instantly and i'm like uh okay like i just don't i didn't understand why that's why that's a thing he still got his dps role but the the only difference was like waiting in line for the queue or not well i feel very lucky that i don't have to worry about queues personally because yeah i mean one tank main two team like they don't let you play use it if you're up to five which makes sense i mean it, it's five right that the number where they, they don't let you use a flex pass yeah priority pass okay so yeah so um fingers crossed that i won't have any bad experiences and that they'll, they'll fix it by then um what do you think is a way that they could fix it if at all um i mean the intention was was good and i mean in, in the video where they announced it jeff like kind of flat out said this is for you dps players so um is, is there any way that you can think of that they could make this better because at, at this point i I mean, we, we, I think we kind of called this out when they first announced it. There's not, I don't see much of a way around it. Yeah, it's kind of a weird process. I understand that this is to help DPS players like get to the front of the line when they've, I guess, quote unquote, earned it through the flex pass. But at the same time, it's like, why, why do you allow this to happen? It's like, I understand like the whole idea of like we're we're from California so we we know old Disneyland uh <laughs> whole like mechanics of fast passes right yep. where you you get a fast pass and then you wait for a certain amount of time and then you could cut the line later so there's nothing like that for for this I guess that's how like the flex pass works it's like you have to get your victory before you could cut the line and move forward um but at the same time it's putting dps players in roles that they didn't want um in order to get the flex pass which you know once again like we were saying it it hurts the experience in that fact but it also makes it harder for players who are just normally trying to rank up to to play mm -hmm. knowing that somebody's in the in a role that they're not necessarily comfortable with 100% uh, hopefully by the time Overwatch 2 comes out, they'll they'll have it uh, put together. Uh, speaking of Overwatch 2, um, we have a, a, a little bit of news. Um, some of it, I guess, good. Some of it, not as, as good. Um, so we do have two potential heroes leaked that came out of the, uh, the new map. One is a potential fox hero named Yokai. Um, that's based on some graffiti that uh, has been found across the map. And Jeff did say we have um, some teasers in this map. Look at the graffiti specifically, he said. So this is one that the community has really latched onto. Um, there's a the reason why I say Fox here is because in this graffiti, um, it's the word yokai in Japanese. And there's a fox also graffiti there. And yokai means monster in Japanese, right? It's like spirit. Spirit. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, 
the question is, is at this point, is is this going to be another Shimada hero or is it going to be just another hero that they're teasing at this point? Um, and another one is uh, potentially, I think this one, if only if there's only one hero teased in this map, I think this one's going to be less um, less realistic, uh, just because it's it's been a reused image for a while. Um, they had a a billboard with the mecha hero Brit. Um, I think we talked about her last episode where she's got like a mech that can go attack position and defensive position. Um, well, I would really like another hero, a mech hero. Um, I would put my money more on Yokai being the one out there. Um, Brit was one of those heroes that they found her info through like data mining the uh, the the files for like unused hero concepts. So mm-hmm. that those are the the two newest ones. I, I looked at an article also, but like the heroes that are potentially coming to us, there's still Junker Queen, there's still Malga. Um, um, we know we're getting Sojourn at the beginning, so oh yeah, her. I forgot about her completely. Yeah, it, she she was just in there for Storm Rising, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll give we'll give it to you. Like when Overwatch two happens, I guess. But for us, like, there's some of these things that I was looking into, especially like the yokai one is is pretty like on the nose. It is like. You know, the graffiti is the kanji for, for yokai. Um, and the fox is usually, like, something that's associated with it. Usually there's, like, a lot of fox spirit things. Um, if it happens to be tied in to the Shimadas, um, I would I would like it to be, like, their father. Um, I think that would be a really interesting concept that his father is, like, a wandering spirit who's still there. Um, but, like, using the whole you know he's a spirit you know fox theme he can keep that up um if they want to once again uh brit being a hero would be really cool um i just don't know if we'll get another mech hero considering how much trouble uh diva is to program in general uh and then yeah we've we've been waiting on junker queen and maga to kind of show up so if we do get more heroes I, I wish we do. And other concepts were like um, the idea of knocking off some heroes or like making heroes, you know, die in order to create space. Um, we'll, we'll see if that plays into Overwatch 2. And hopefully, like, hopefully we get to see the same heroes. But, you know, mm-hmm. if something happens, uh, yeah, that, that would that would be kind of sad. <laughs> So between this game, um, Ghost of Tsushima, and a lot of other Japanese stuff, like the fox is like a very clearly a very important uh, animal in Japanese culture. Like, can you explain that for us non-Japanese folks? Yeah, it's just kind of a it's a spiritual animal, and they're known for like guiding you to the next world or having connections with um, spirits in general. So a lot of them are like if you see a fox for the most part people think that it is like uh it's god watching over you or Hmm. you know just looking over your shoulder making sure that you're okay um because most of them consider um the fox spirits to be like guardians so it's just a matter of you know them paying respects to it 
what you see in Tsushima a lot, where you just have like fox dens where you pray to pray to shrines and stuff like that. Um, you'll see them a lot when you go to like temples. One of the biggest uh-huh. ones is the um, the one that's inspired Star Fox. Um, there's the Thousand Red Gates, where you walk up this long flight of stairs that have like a billion gates. Um, that whole shrine was one of the reasons why Star Fox was like a flying, like was the way how it was because they wanted to have the idea of 3D space, but they couldn't really put it together. And then the guardian that sits in front of the gates is a fox. So yeah, they called it, you know, Star Fox after the shrine. So it's really interesting to know that it's all tied up into like Japanese old mythology and uh, religion is tied into a lot of gaming references that we have. Well, now I know. I learned something today. Hooray. Uh, thank you for that bit of info. Um, so going more on, on the new heroes aspect of this, um, I did read an article, and this is something that we've talked about before. It's something that I think the dev team has toyed around with in the past. Um, I think this was a Screen Rant article as well. Um, but some of the co- community and some people who are uh, writing these articles are, are saying that it might be a good idea for them to start killing off some of the characters in the story. Um, one, just for to make the story actually mean something uh, lore-wise, and two, because um, just to have so many characters might be an issue mechanically um, and data-heavy for the dev team to keep on tweaking, keep on having to update every single time there's a new patch, keep having to balance. Um, and some of their uh, their picks, both lore and gameplay-wise, that I remember from this article were Reinhardt, just because he's oh so very old, um, and then Soldier, because one, he's oh so very old, and two, because his kit is kind of... Um, it's really outshined by a lot of people. It's like, I forget who calls him this in the, the owl team, but someone calls Baptiste better soldier just because his, his kid has just so much more utility. Yeah. It soldier is pretty basic as is like, he is supposed to be the old, old man of the team, but it is like a very standard kit. He's got run. He's got a self heal and he's got, you know, rocket launchers and a gun like it's just very very basic he was made um, to bring the call of duty players in yeah and and you could see that the second that they changed his recoil pattern but we'll see if uh we'll see if overwatch decides to do this i like the idea of like removing heroes um but like once again it does come down to the balance because like if you were to take out reinhardt for example like who becomes the next shield tank that you want to rely on like do you make brig like a like a the next rhine with like a slightly bigger shield um which would be which would be interesting or if like reinhardt does pass does that mean we have to worry about playing horse again uh we have to play you know no shoes man like we have to (laughs) you know there there are barriers available it's just that it's not as heavy as that and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting if you know it, it will throw off the balance if 
there are a couple of heroes that pass through, but we'll see. And the, the thing though, that they also did say, and then I completely agree with is that um, the, I think one of the biggest obstacles to them doing this is people who have bought skins and paid for skins mm-hmm. and bought loot boxes to get the skins. Cause like, um, say, say Reinhardt, Mercy and um, Genji all go. All the people who like poured money into getting the, the Overwatch skins or the Overwatch League skins, who paid money for the Mercy uh, pink skin, all that money, what happens to it if they take the character out? Are you just taking them out of the lore for the story wise, or are you gonna are you taking them out completely of the game at some point? And then what happens to that money that you spent? Because I mean, it it's taking away a product that you you paid for or or a service or something like that. So, um, mm-hmm. that that posits a lot a, a weird um area, both for just like catering to your fandom and legally. Like legally, I'm saying because if you think back to when Battlefront Two came out with their whole um, loot box thing that's when loot boxes really came under scrutiny and like it went up to like actual court cases in, in the U S like there was like serious, like gambling and I guess gambling laws going around about that. So at that point, if that does happen, I think we're going to definitely see lawsuits coming out. Yeah, this is uh it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens later down the line. Um, I could see I could see it happening for the story mode where it's just like, oh yeah, characters are getting old, they're passing down their ranks to the next next in line. Um, or you know, the whole like Captain America thing at the end of you know, endgame. You got if you wanna go there. Uh it's just like passing of the torch. It's to the next to the next in line. Like I think that they'll keep the characters in for like the actual game wise but like story and lore wise they could clearly like say you know these characters are no longer here or you know the the last of these characters are are done so we'll see see if that continues on uh moving to actual like releases and stuff overwatch 2 is actually scheduled to show up at blizzcon we knew this uh what we didn't know is when the actual game was going to be coming out and just based on a lot of things like what Jeff has said about there's still a lot of work to be done um, and how I think they're not like playing it up more. Also, in addition to the release of the um, the announcement for the Overwatch, the Art of Overwatch Volume 2, I don't think we're getting this game until late 2021. Uh, I do think that the main um, piece of evidence for this here is if you look at the the release description for the art of overwatch volume two on amazon this book is going to be releasing on october 15th according to amazon it's going to be 45 dollars. and the description of this is um the gorgeous compendium showcases new content from summer 2017 onward including the development process around fan favorite heroes environments and cinematics beyond new content this all-encompassing guide and Guide goes further, expanding on the construction of unique event-driven game modes, NPC design, and more. 
Don't miss this beautiful collection meticulously crafted with the Overwatch team includes introduction and commentary from the game team, development story behind skins, events, and unique game modes, never before seen concept art for new characters from Duke this to Echo, sneak peek at Overwatch 2, and there's also a stunning limited edition from Dark Horse. But sneak peek at Overwatch 2 coming out on October 15th. I don't think we're getting this shortly after BlizzCon, Kevin. Yeah, I think what what's going to happen is the same thing that they kind of did for Overwatch 1 where they announce it and then um they'll do the blizzard thing which is uh it's not ready it's not polished until uh it's ready it's not ready until it's polished 100% and they're willing to take their time to to do all that um it it sucks yes but like they they have their whole mentality of making sure that the game works uh 100% mhm uh it is it's nice to know that that exists um but at the same time like we've been here like uh we've been here for a while so we don't know so long i think we're gonna get the beta at least maybe let's say maybe like a month or two after blizzcon if not right at, at blizzcon is when they're gonna announce the beta but then this throws all of our predictions out the window for overwatch 2 like we were completely wrong about the release window um but but knowing this like this is if this is going to be our new operating timeline what do you think that means for the community engagement because like we we've been saying that we've been waiting for so long without news people want it it's it's getting stale um we haven't really gotten much new content except for like the events and the minor tweaks that they've included which are nice, but it's it's not really a lot. So now knowing that we might have to wait till say November to get Overwatch two, how how do you think this looks for the community? Uh, there's a lot of things that in my head I don't know if this is the right move or not. Um, I know that they announced it. They they're gonna announce it at BlizzCon, right? Like yeah, that, almost, that's a, that's almost a for sure. Definitely. Right. The my next question comes to the league. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, what do you do now with the league? Right. Um, you announce Overwatch 2. You still make them play Overwatch 1 until the official release of Overwatch 2? Or are you gonna use this season as a trial season to showcase Overwatch 2? And then release it when it's ready for the public like have essentially have the overwatch league be guinea pigs and showcases like to show what the game can do um Mm -hmm. but at the same time like people like me i watch the overwatch league to learn what i can do in my own games right 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 that means that if the league let's just say the league starts up in april right um that's uh may june july august september october minimum seven months of me watching these guys play on a game that i can't play yet um Uh which hurts right like we we don't have that option um or if they do decide to release it later if they want to do it after overwatch um after the overwatch league you know this season ends I feel like it's going to be so dragged out that you're losing audience throughout 
this this next season, this upcoming season of Overwatch, knowing that Overwatch 2 is almost almost ready and people might just discount this season and just be like, all right, well, we're just waiting on the next game anyway. So uh, let's just play this out with whatever we have, right? Mm-hmm. You see, that I was not considering the Overwatch League angle until you, you did bring it up, which is sad considering this is an Overwatch League podcast. Um, <laughs> but thinking about that aspect of it, I from a consumer perspective, I, I'm guessing a lot of people are going to feel like having the League play it before we can get it might take away some of the... Uh, the wow factor and the novelty of it because they're like you said we're we're seeing them play it for minimum seven months at this point like what's really going to be new for us when the game comes out like it's not going to feel as special to finally get our hands on it if they're having the league play it in front of us and by the time we get it it's like okay i know what to do here okay i know how this hero plays um, I, I don't think that would be a good strategy for the league. Although that if they don't do that, if they don't have the league start on Overwatch 2, what's that transition going to be like when it does come out? Are they going to just immediately switch over? Which, although the online is going to be pretty much the same, there, there's there's bound to be some level of difference. What would what would that do for the, for the league? Would it would it reduce some stability? Would it be like harder for the players? Although they're probably they would probably have them playing on it months in advance. I'm guessing. Yeah, you would think that they would give them time to test the game itself. But at the same time, it's like if the league plays Overwatch two and the world doesn't have option like access to it, like yeah we'll watch it for the pretty graphics but that won't hold us for the rest of the season right um and then the other way around they're still playing on overwatch one it means that yeah people who are learning from their gameplay get the chance to still learn and execute what they're taking away from it but at the same time you are losing like you're losing valuable time and valuable members who are waiting on overwatch 2 to come out um yeah, it's just a really tough decision coming out from from the the league itself, but also like Blizzard because we know that we know this has been coming for a while. Uh, it's been what it's been since last BlizzCon, technically, right? Um, and we also know with uh, with the rise of other like FPSs right now, um, like it's going to be hard to stay in contention unless you do something that brings everybody back and then i think another aspect of it also looking at the consumer and economic side of it i mean just look what happened right now with uh with cyberpunk like they didn't show us what the game looks like on last gen consoles even though this game was teased eight years ago and it was supposed to have been developed for this current generation it was supposed to have released a long time ago it was supposed to release i think like middle of the year then got pushed to November it didn't look like what people expected it to look like and then now there's a lawsuit about it because investors feel lied to people are upset they had to 
release all of these apologies. They had to give refunds to last gen console owners who didn't feel like the game was up to their standards. I mean, I'm playing it right now and yeah, it's a little buggy, but I mean, have you ever played any open world adventure game? Like, have you, have you played Bethesda? Have you played the Witcher bugs are bugs are going to be part of it. Crashes are going to be part of it. It's just kind of what happens with these games. But like, honestly, from Blizzard's perspective, I think as much as we would like the game now, seeing all this is probably like pushing them even harder into delay it until it's finished and good and ready and will run on every single console that is currently out there. Yeah, and that's kind of their MO for the longest time anyways. Like they they take a long time to... Mm-hmm. make sure that the game works and then when they when they do it it's like polished it's like the yeah. prettiest thing you've ever seen and so yeah they i think they are gonna wait till you know a lot more people have access to these things and then when it does release it's gonna be beautiful but yeah. you know we just have to wait we have to it's always about it's a timing game with blizzard for mo- for the most part we don't know when we're gonna get it this is like definitely cyberpunk just validated blizzard in their position of polish it till you can't polish no more um overall what how do you feel about the delay i i'm personally i i'm disappointed but i can like like i said cyberpunk i can definitely see their decision to delay till it's ready um i just wish that they would be more forthcoming and a little bit more um transparent about the progress they made and just give us something to hold us over yeah just give us a little bit of something else so we like we understand okay yeah this is coming out you know in october if you tell us it's coming out like late 2021 right we want to still be entertained throughout the year right we don't want to just keep playing the same running the same things over and over again um we want we want content like it would be fine honestly like if you i okay i would say over this next year it's one more hero just one more hero and like one more hero the event skins like you've always been doing just just do that like minimum and we we should be okay enough to hold us over into overwatch 2 which then you can make all your big changes and you know show everybody like what what we've been waiting for essentially um i just don't want it to be another year where we only have event skins we're just waiting on things to happen Uh and like all it is is just event skins in the same meta like Mm -hmm. there needs to be a shift somewhere if it's just event skins this is this is really gonna die really fast exactly like you may have your diehard fans and like the people who are competitive but at the same time like you are losing a lot of players um to just other games that are being more exciting and more like releasing more stuff frequently so mm-hmm. yeah you got to play into that the question now is how do we or how not we but how does blizzard keep the interest in the game up is the beta going to be enough is, is the beta and like knowing <sighs> that it's coming definitely in 2021 by the end of the year is that going to be enough it yeah that's a that's a tough question because honestly i like the idea of having um 
I want the game to be good and polished. Yeah. Um, but we don't know what Blizzard has planned for the most part. Uh-huh. It's usually just usually they they polish until ready. But if they were to release like this perfect game, and they think it's perfect, and then we just like absolutely destroy it the same way how like a lot of people did with Cyberpunk. Uh, we don't want that issue to happen with yeah. you know Overwatch. So, um, I don't I don't know what the true play is here. Um, but I hope that whatever they decide to do, Blizzard does the right thing and just keeps us updated. I wanted I want to be updated. Like, it doesn't have to be like every week. Obviously, like if it's like once a month just saying like hey we're doing this or like even if they show us like a sneak preview of something um i i don't know if this is like the best way of saying it but it might be the best way of like showcasing it it's do the overwatch to single player right like the the left for dead style game right Mm -hmm. release that during blizzcon Okay, so like we have the story to play through, and that gives us something that will hold us over. Then you, if you need to do the whole Overwatch two, like graphics update and everything, allow us to do that. Um, like when you guys have you know the gameplay a hundred percent like polished out, like you could give yeah. us like honestly, if you gave us one story mode, like if you gave us something that's not Storm Rising. That's you know not Omni Crisis, you know the Rebellion or, um, you know the that whole stuff. Just give us one more like good, Left 4 Dead style game, like that. That's not another Archives one, you know. We I'd be fine with that. Like, just give me a weird, give me a weird game mode that we could actually enjoy. I can totally get behind that. I think that's a good way to compromise. Because we, I think we know that at least one, at least one of the missions is complete because they've showcased a lot of that stuff at last year's BlizzCon. So I think that's that would definitely be, I think, the best way to tide people over by releasing at least part of that single player experience, and then when everything is ready on the probably significantly harder to to program online stuff, then release that when it's good and polished. But yeah, Kevin, so you've got news for us with the league pickups. Yeah, there, there's only one team that's made moves over the last uh, two weeks. Technically, we, we took that first week off. But uh, for the people who were worried about NYXL not having a full roster, well, they, they were able to pick that up, um, I guess, three days before Christmas. If you want to consider this a Christmas gift from the NYXL, uh, or scrambling to make sure that they have enough players on the roster. Uh, they did it. But um, they got Feather, Ivy, Guangbong, and Flora. So most of these people are very... It's very weird, like, this. these pickups. Usually, teams would like to pick up a core off of one team. Um, instead, the NYXL decided to pick up individual players um, off multiple teams. So... For example, like Ivy was a free agent. He's he's been a free agent. Nobody's like signed him on. So New York picked him up. Um, Feather is from Talon Korea, which did really well. Um, and Flora was from Diamond Team Korea, uh, or Team Diamond Korea. We did really well. 
And then uh, Guangbang is from Team Cat in the China region, in the Chinese region. So instead of them picking up like normally, you would pick up like two DPS who have played together for a long time, um, or you pick up like a certain core um, of players. They're just like, no, nah, we're gonna uh, we want we want these specific players to join the team, and that's exactly what they did. They they made they made the moves to get the players that they wanted and. Yeah, I feel like there's there's a lot of time in this off season, so it's just a matter of chemistry and getting everybody together. Do you think this new NYXL team has the potential to be as dominant as the last one? I mean, like NYXL was was a hit and miss team, but like on their good days, who would you put your money on, the new team or the old team? Uh, I feel like the old team just has like one thing that we've noticed throughout the Overwatch League is that experience does play a lot into it. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, if you have veterans like SBB and you know Bianca and Hotba, all like still on the same team and playing the way how they were, I feel like they would have enough knowledge and like not crack under pressure, um, as much as these guys. But yeah, this is their some of them except for, well everybody except for Ivy hasn't been in this position yet. So I always expect, you know, first game is going to be Jitter's game. Everybody's going to, they're, they're going to be like, oh, we're in the league. Everybody's watching our play. We got to worry about being scrutinized and all that. Mm-hmm. But like the other players kind of know what's going on. And I mean, the good thing is that the NYXL still have Jonak so that they can use him as kind of like the, the mentor to this team, considering that they are bringing on newer and younger talent. So the second that, you know, Jonak is able to just bring this team together. It is going to be a very scary, scary group. But I, I would still put my money on the the earlier NYXL versus this new one. The league's next year is just gonna be so crazy. It's gonna be so everything's gonna be so new. It's like we're it's like we're starting from a brand new league, except the uh the casters just know a little bit more what they're doing than when they first started with this. Yeah, like I feel like the structure is going to be a lot more nailed down now that we kind of know how we're working on it um, and how we're making it work. I, the one thing that I'm kind of worried about um, for the league is just um, like the the next the next hurdle. Um, like right now, it's the teams that are having issues, like filling out rosters, figuring out who who's going next. I feel like the league has to worry about their casters mm-hmm. next. Their their roster. We saw what happened last year. Like you lost Monty, you lost you lost Puckett, you lost Malik, you lost a lot of people. Um and you have to find people who are going to be you know passionate about your game enough to like keep your game entertaining but also you want to like you, you don't want to have casters who are just there to cast a game and not be a hundred percent like committed to it, you know? Right. Um, you want people who are passionate about the game that they're talking about. And like, I don't, I don't want to say that like your, your casters are like the casters are good. I mean, I'm not bashing yeah. on them in any way, shape or form. I'm just saying like, if casters start playing other games or start to lose like interest in in the game itself 
there's going to be openings for newer casters to come in. And I feel like the next thing obviously is contract discussions. Like there's going to be some people whose contracts are expiring. Maybe they're looking into a different game, maybe a different property. Mm -hmm. You never know. So I hope that Blizzard is, or at least the Overwatch League is ready to take on that knowing that this is coming. Um, taking a look at their contracts and figuring out like, okay, what can we offer people? Um, how can we make this, you know, work out between everybody? Because the the one thing that I personally coming from the casting side of it is when we know that the league is having contract negotiations with certain people, everybody is trying to shoot their shot at being the next, the next caster. Right. Right. Um, the thing is, we don't know what their rate is. We don't know why. What is the reason why, you know, Pocket or uh, Monty left? Is it was it the money? Was it the, you know, was it the hours? Was it mm-hmm. just the pay? Right. Um, I mean, for at least for Malik, he was very vocal about like he left because they were offering him a lot less money than he's he believed he was worth. Exactly. So that that's the one thing that I'm I'm mainly afraid of. It's like. If people start getting offers again, um, are they going to be like the next the the people who would be taking their spot? Are they getting undercut compared to the people who are on the desk, or is it just because like the league doesn't want to pay a certain amount, so they start hiring people who are willing to do the work even if it's for a lower rate? Um. And I know this whole thing, I'm, I'm an artist. I know what getting paid in exposure is. It is free work. Um, that is exactly what I am a, I'm very afraid of for the next wave of casters. I just don't want them to be, I don't want them to be ripped off for their time right. and for what they're bringing to the table. So um, yeah, that's another thing that I am kind of interested in seeing. I don't want to be, you know, negative Nancy and just say like, okay, everybody's going to be leaving the Overwatch League. I just want to know, you know, who they're planning on bringing up and if it's worth keeping the people on board for it. See, the thing the thing about that is like, there's always someone newer, younger, fresher who's willing to do your same job for less money. Mm-hmm. So if the league, like, that's the problem with this is that I mean, if I I don't think there's a union right now, but I know that a lot of the players are pushing to have a union. But w- without that, there's no protection. If the league wants to offer them less money, they say, no, I'm worth this. Okay, we'll just find someone new who can do your job for the amount that we're offering and we'll be glad to get that exposure. They probably even take less than what we're offering. So you're right that this is a really, a really big issue. I feel like, I feel like the league right now doesn't value its its on-screen talent as much as it does the players, which is, I think, which is an issue because a lot of the time, the people that we get to know more are the casters and the announcers and, and these personalities. Like We don't really hear the talent speaking most of the time. We don't really get to see them do things. It's It's not like in the NBA or something where you can like, you can watch someone and watch their, their little quirks. Like didn't Kobe have the thing with his tongue when he dunked? 
or is it mm-hmm. somebody else? Yeah, Michael did that too. Michael did that. They have those things where you're like, you can see them and it's like, okay, that's their personality. With with the league and with esports, personality generally comes through the the casters or now it has to be through like the social media and the outside things with the players. And we don't always really see that considering that these players are largely living in Korea. Personality is hard to to get through, especially in a video game, uh, considering that people play different ways and there's like a standard way of playing right mm-hmm. um but like i feel like one of the very few people who you see with personality in game was bumper like it, it is a very interesting uh-huh. concept but like normally like when you watch the original vancouver titans you're like oh okay this team is pretty standard you know goats whatever you have bumper who's hiding behind the corner waiting for waiting for the entire team to walk past him. And then he just shatters from the back line. Like that is something that you would never expect in such a high level play. Like you're just like, Oh, okay. The Ryan is coming back from spawn or something like that. They're fine. And then he's just like behind your entire team. You didn't even know that he was yeah. like his giant hammer is not sticking out around a corner. He's just there. Right. Um, and at that point, it just starts forcing people to look different ways. It's, it's fun. It's like, an interesting way of knowing how players work and operate. Um, so, yeah, I hope that we get a little bit more personality. I, I hope that they get to secure down their casters again. Um, they are one of the very few reasons why um, people keep coming back, you know? Like, we, we're not always here, only here for the players. We're here to also watch, you know, the casters and how their quirks go through and how they respond to everything. So I want to see that um, come through and play accordingly. It's, the casters can definitely like make or break your your content. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's what separates um, just watching like let's play videos or just gameplay online from actually watching an official league. Yeah, and I I know that firsthand. Like I I've been watching back some of my own videos um of my own casting and I'm like, okay. Uh there was one co-caster that I had that when I'm watching it back I'm like, "Oh man, dude, this guy is cringy." <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was it was rough to hear. Um and like it was only with the the monotone. I I wouldn't say monotone. I would say like the he was like very hyperactive and like he would call like everything like as quickly as he could. If I didn't come out and be like the chill, like, okay, guys, take a breath. We're okay. Like this would have been like a, it would have been like a rap God session where this guy's literally like, there's no oxygen. Oxygen doesn't exist. And I'm just here just being like, okay, we need to give this guy a breather. Like this, (laughs) like, the reason why they lost this fight is because X, Y, and Z. I get to play it nice and slow and give give everybody a little bit of a tempo shift so that they can they can take a breath. Uh, especially during, you know, the like you don't need a play-by-play after a fight is done, right? Like there's nothing to call out. Like just just take a breath, like relax for a second. Yeah. We're, we're all good. Well, anyway, so I mean, I think that's mostly all the new stuff that we we've gotten if not all of it um but yeah this is that's the end of our year we've been 
we've been through a lot this year. We were supposed to have the home stands. We were, uh, we didn't get those. We had a lot of changes in the league. We had teams completely drop out. We had, um, what else did we have? What am I missing, Kevin? What happened this year? Uh, just yeah. I mean, we we've had a lot of shakeups in terms of the formatting of the league. We had, you know, roster switchups, uh, meta shifts, and everything. And honestly, I'm so I'm glad that we survived enough of this. Um, we had, you know, the whole influx of players leaving to go join the the other FPS. Um, which obviously had a trickle down effect throughout the rest of the league. Um, but if anything, I just want to see what these teams come out with, like later down the line. If we do see what Blizzard decides to to do with Overwatch Two moving into the next year, um, but yeah, this this whole year was interesting to say the least. Uh, <laughs> I hope that if anything, we learn a lot from this year we want to we want to learn from this year so that when we get into 2021 we know exactly what we need to do um that doesn't go for gaming only by the way Mm -hmm. like that that goes for everything like just know that during this time of isolation that once everything is safe and we're ready to go we learned we learned from this we know how to keep people safe and uh when we could finally get together again we We'll definitely be experiencing the league uh, at its hype once again. How do you think overall everything went from from just normal Overwatch playing to league, just all things considered? What was your your overall twenty twenty feelings of everything? Uh, I mean, I felt like the league adjusted quite well. Um, originally like i i didn't like the fact that they had to go back and forth with monty monty had the right idea uh-huh. uh should have just went with what he said and we would have been fine um but yeah it was interesting to see all of this i i would have loved obviously i would have loved it if you know the if covid didn't happen um i would probably be doing a lot more things um mm-hmm. but I would definitely be at those home stands. It it would have it would have uh, been a bigger thing for me. But it's interesting to know that we're all like learning from these experiences. We want to be better. Uh and yeah, the league would have been completely different uh if everything still went according to plan. Um would it have been able to beat out what Valorant could do right now? I don't know. But at the same time, I feel like the the homestands, the missing of community is one of the things that is hurting the league the most. Um, and we just need to get that back in back in shape when everything is safe. Yeah. I also would have been at the I would have been at the Valorant homestands. Um I think I like you said, Kevin, I think that the league pivoted as best they could. Um, this was a very rough year overall, but in the end, I think they gave us a good of experience as they could have given us. Um, I think just for me, just by joining a team and getting used to playing with a team overall, I think it made my game play better and it made me have more fun with the game. 
Um, I'm definitely looking forward to to keep on sticking with the Zomnix as long as we are still a team and playing into the new year. Uh, hopefully into Overwatch 2, which shouldn't be a problem considering the game is the same. Um, I think now that the Overwatch League is well-versed in how to handle pandemic esports casting, I think next year will hopefully be a lot more um, entertaining and successful than this one was just because now they have all the systems in place. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I'm looking forward to what Overwatch 2 will bring when we eventually get it. Do we have anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I think that we covered pretty much everything that we needed to uh, over the season, over the year. Um, yeah, just don't forget to do your 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 nine wins, please. Like I have forgotten. Do <laughs> not... Do not do uh do not pull a Kanashi and have to play all your games in four <laughs> hours before the game really like removes the skins. So yeah, just knock them out as early as you can. Do it, get it out of the way, and then uh yeah, then you could worry about the rest of it. Someone remind me to do all the, the Roadhog ones because I, I will forget because I actually do really like Cyberpunk. Um Thank you to everybody who has joined us and listened to us this year. Um, we'll be back in 2021 next week. Um, it, your, your listens have really meant a lot to us. It's, it's what keeps us still doing this thing. Um, and let us know what you want us to do. As always, you could always be the first person to actually message us. Um, or if someone's already messaged us on our email, I haven't checked it in months, so I could, I should probably do that. But anyway, um, thank you all. Hope you have a happy new year. And uh, we'll be back at you in the new year. Thanks, guys. Next week, we continue to play the Winter Wonderland event and update you on any news from the world of Overwatch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.